Hello and welcome to this week's French Football Weekly podcast. Uh, we are a day late. Best laid plans are just irrelevant because they never come off, do they? So we said <laughs> Wednesday, here we are on a Thursday. So apologies. Uh, but we're here nevertheless. And I'm joined tonight by Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello. And hello to Jess. Hi, Jess. Hello. Right. Um, we should waste no time and, uh, and get underway because we've got a few bits and bobs to cover. Let's uh, start with last weekend's Liga results. Um, because of the Champions League game, we're probably going to be a bit heavier on that in this episode, but we will just briefly cover the stories from last weekend. So, uh, Saint-Étienne, Strasbourg, Carnot, we covered on the last podcast. So, it's Friday's games that we kicked off with. Nîmes beating Dijon by two goals to nil there. Savanier and Bobby John, who else, of course? Late red oh. card for her daddy in that game as well. Uh, that Savanier goal. It was a peach. I yeah. mean, it was, I looked at this and was like, well, this year's Dijon beat last year's Dijon, kind of. It was of. a bit like that, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, that Savania goal is well worth seeking out on YouTube because <coughs> it's an absolute belter. It is, yeah, agreed. Here, here, look that one up. Um, we also saw a win for Leon at home against Gangon. They made it hard, of course. Uh, Martin Terrier with the opener, Eboa Eboa equalising uh, before Nabil Fakir hit a rocket. Um, it was pretty good. That's another goal worth looking up if you haven't seen it uh, to win the game for Leon. Uh, um, another defeat for Gangon. Just on, on that, you could tell that Leon were resting people and yeah. that led to a degree of unconvincingment uh, mm. later on. Uh, so Mendy and Memphis were subbed on, I think, um, later on. But I was just watching that. You know, Gangon at last. But they've got Turan, Mendy, Coco, Blast, Doe. How will they last? And I was just formulating that question in my mind. And then they fucked something up to such an extreme degree that it was like, that's why. I yeah. think um, Mokarel Kayar in goal is actually doing his best. And he pulled off one, particularly one great save um, uh, uh, during the match. But the late surge that Gangon put on, they did, I think they hit the bar late on. There was a bit of a scare. But just before that, they had really screwed up badly. Yeah. It's like they have good players. They just don't seem to be understanding each other. And the defence is an absolute shambles. So, And, and the longer time yeah. goes on, the more further away yeah. they get from, from being safe. So, I, I, I mean, they're, they're on 15 points at the moment and safety is 21. Yeah. So, and this is after a recovery. So, you're trouble, a, trouble at mill. Yeah. Yes, not in a in a good space. Um, I would suggest at this particular point in time, um, Marseille um, seems to be in a slightly better place. They got a two 0 win over Amiens on mm -hmm. Saturday. Uh, Balotelli and Tovan back on the score sheet um, for them in that win. Two goals in six minutes. Uh, Angers beating Nice. Uh, nice losing away from home. Uh, Bahoken, Fulgini, and Christian Lopez with a late goal there to make it three 0 Good win that for Angers in fairness. Um, Christoph Jolly had an absolute nightmare and was taken off. A game to um, forget, yeah. Yeah, it but was I, not good. I hadn't seen any of, this, any of these rumours, but both Vieira and Olas denied rumours that Vieira, that they're looking to bring in Vieira to replace Genesio. That would uh, be interesting. And neither of them were that 
convincing denial. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Well, watch this space, some would suggest. Um, but yeah, interesting one, that one. Um, we also got a win for Monaco, much needed win for Monaco. They are, they're looking much better as the weeks go by. They're Still picking not up now. You know, yeah. unbeaten in three, seven points. Momentum yada, is coming. Yada, yada, yeah. And the new signings seem to be settling. Jelson Martins, one of those, getting the only goal of the game um, in that particular victory. And um, I think it's, I think it would be fair to say that Nantes are still not quite back to mentally where they would want to be at this stage. No. I think it's completely. I think it would be standard. fair to say that Nantes could have claimed about five assists for the goal. That would also be fair, yeah. It wasn't the prettiest of, um, of uh, well, goals full stop, really, was it? But yeah, they, they don't seem to be completely clicking at this stage. As I say, understandable, really, given what's gone on. Um, speaking of not clicking, Toulouse lost again on Sunday. They lost away at Bordeaux this time. Uh, Basic with the opener. Kalzak had got a late level of, well, I say late, 20 minutes to go before Jimmy Brion popped up with a winner eight minutes from time. Um, much needed win that for Bordeaux, who have been on a bit of a slide of late. Um, but uh, yeah, not a great, not a great uh, result for Toulouse. Uh, we also saw a pair of nil-nil draws. Carl Strasbourg, surprising given the fact that Khan can't defend and Strasbourg like goals. Um, and uh, Lille Montpellier, also somewhat surprising given. I, I was position. I was happy with that. I mean, mm. the, a good away defensive performance against a very good attacking team, and then. Obviously, things and then Wednesday lessons slightly come on too. <laughs> yeah, M- Mourinho um, was in the crowds, so not well. <laughs> nil nil was was. Uh... It was almost served up for yeah. him, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, um, a point for Lille. I think realistically, Lille know. <clears throat> excuse me, that they're they're going to try and retain second. I think nobody really expects them to challenge at the top anyway. So, mm. uh, small... can, can we have a very quick word for Galtier's fantastic quote yesterday? <laughs> I haven't seen this. Uh, oh go, God, go what's he done now? He was asked. He was asked about Pepe, um, and he. I mean, it, the way he was talking is clear. He's going to leave in the summer, which I think everyone would agree is fair. We enough. all know. Yeah, he's good enough that he doesn't need any sort of intermediate steps. He can go straight to one of the top teams. And they asked him, "Have you got any suggestions for which team?" And he said, "I think he'd be really good in a team that plays in red and likes having." Um, wingers on their weaker foot, to which <laughs> sort of loads of fire Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United yeah. fans Galtier is got a very smart excited. Guy. <laughs> Galtier <laughs> is a smart guy. I, I can. Yeah. Uh, we, we'll happily up, have up him. Up the price, come on! Up the price. <laughs> we'll, we'll happily take him. They might need to find a, find room for a, a slightly mercurial German in their midfield. And I, I can't see that happening. So, um, well, yeah, he also said not. Champions League team. To be fair. Yeah, well, there you go then. So, <laughs> okay, that was that was below the belt, Jess. I've marked your card for that. Well, you... completely fair. Chelsea <laughs> carry on the way they're going. You might get that. That's also it's true. Yeah, that is also true. Uh, two sides that won't be in the Champions League for a while. I think it's fair to say are are Ram and Ren. Uh, the home side prevailing two 0 in that one. Dia and Udan with the goals for Ram. Good result that they continue to be fantastic. Uh, they are seventh in the league. Amazing season so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two, um, both goals are really worth watching as well. One's just a really good third, third team move early in the match, and the other yeah. one's a fantastic classic sort of counter attack. They play some nice stuff, don't they? Yeah, they're one of those sides that I think anyone 
without a bit of hipster quality has probably <coughs> never seen in their lives. But they are one of those sides. If, if they're playing a, a decent side, it's, they're worth a watch. They are very and much th- worth a watch. Th- and they're one of the form teams in Ligue 1 <laughs> as well. They're unbeaten in, unbeaten in five at least. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the whole champagne football thing does appear to be coming back a bit because they look, they look, you know, good. They don't score an awful lot of goals. No. You know, they're only on 23-4. But the ones they score are always nicely done, yeah. which I think gives you a lot of hope. Yeah. I think Udan's their top scorer with just six or seven now, yeah. but they, they share them around. But mm-hmm. I also like they've sort of been, for a lot of the season, been very strong defensively. Yeah, only 22. Of, um, yeah, pretty much so now themselves of survival. And now kind of cutting a little bit more loose. And yeah, it's good to see. Mm. It's almost like they're in safety area so they can afford to be exactly, a bit more expansive. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, only five defeats all season as well, which is, is joint lowest behind, behind PSG level with Montpellier, uh, yeah. Lyon and, and Lille. So pretty impressive. Um, and finally, uh, of the weekend action, St Etienne lost at home to PSG. A um, little bit surprised that we didn't see... Uh, too many goals in this one. Just the one goal, and what a goal! To be fair, yeah. uh, killing Mbappe after a uh, fair to say a little bit of an assist from from uh, our, our good friend in goal there, Jez, that you mentioned earlier. Heads and volleys. Yes, what I took from this heads and volleys. It was a really nice finish. Saint-Étienne of fuming. Mm. I thought they. Um, I thought but they mostly quite... because they feel they could have done better, which I agree yeah. with. Yeah, I thought they played well. Than any particular. Referee I think overall, like, you look at this and you say, you know, there will be regret on PSG on PSG on Nelson Etienne's side when you've got a player like uh, Kylian Mbappe. It's fair to say he's a match winner. That is what he is, and I mm. think I think that ball falls to any other player on the park, maybe other than Angel Di Maria, and you he probably doesn't end up in the net. But as as life would be, poor clearance from the goalkeeper, and uh, and there he was, and the technique to finish it was fantastic, has to be said. So um, a win for PSG. Uh, but that was the uh, the weekend that was, um, just because we don't do it very often, just to give you an idea of the table, PSG are 15 clear at the top of Lille in second. With and, a game uh, in hand. With a game in yeah. hand, yeah. Which is um, against Dijon, which should be fun, but will probably... Ultimately will be a landslide, yeah. you'd expect, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as the Champions League... Yeah, I reckon PSG are probably all right, man. I think yeah. they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I think they, they could probably I start... safe. They could probably rest some players now. And, Plan and, for uh, next season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Leon and... Um, just, sorry, just quickly, joking aside, I don't know if we're coming to it, but I am surprised they didn't rest Mbappe last night. I was. Yeah, I was. Although he didn't really have to get up to any sort of level. But um, yeah, I was a bit surprised at that as well. Uh, we should, I suppose we should mention at this point, actually, there were two games last night. Um, PSG... Not, not mention those two. We can skip over it. PSG 5, Montpellier 1 last night and Bordeaux nil, Gangomp nil in a result that doesn't need her any favours. The I mean, only half I time that, that PSG-Montpellier game looked okay. Yeah. And then things deteriorated quite badly. three in six minutes or something? Yeah, two of which were own goals and one of which was nearly an own goal. I mean, Skulatic has now scored for Montpellier, which is good, but, yeah. you know, Just wrong, wrong end. end. Yes. And, and three things I took from this. Uh, one, I'm going to give to Jez in a minute, but the two things I noticed. Um, one, Angel Di Maria's free kick was just wonderful. Uh, it was overshadowed by Leroy Sane's goal for City on the night, but I thought Di Maria's was better. Um, yeah, I think so. 
maybe not in such a big match, but even so, the technique was was exemplary. Um, and it came off the bar, so you get extra Oh, that always makes it better. Yeah, yeah that yeah, always yeah. makes it Especially the noise when you're at a live game, you hear it ping, that's always good. Clunk. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I thought the, uh, the, the, the sort of... How can I put this? <laughs> PSG sort of winning a game without being in, in top gear... Um, it's hard. It's hard to judge, isn't it? But it's almost the perfect game for them, given that Champions League game. So perfect, in fact, that even Levan Kazawa uh, got a game and actually scored a goal. Um, Filu, Filu Sport had a bet on him to be the first scorer. Did they? <laughs> wow. That, I mean, that's. Well, that he's like, oh, you get. Yeah. I still yeah. think that. Um... He's, he started off as a as a youth player. He started as a centre forward. He was a forward, wasn't and he? And I actually still think he's a much better forward than he is. Yeah, oh, because he can't God. defend for Toffee. Yeah, yeah, I think I totally agree. And you know, fair play. It's a, it's a good header. Um, if it's one of those where you looked at, and you went, "Oh yeah, Kazawa was it? What? Why is he? Why is he so?" It was <laughs> it was open play, there? wasn't it? That he scored it from as well. It was bizarre, but uh, um, but yeah, good good for him. Um, also today, Lasana Diara announced he's retired football yeah. uh, i think he probably did that about a year ago in fairness but official today if any um, tweet calls for the alan partridge shrug yeah that is the one isn't it yeah absolutely um and just before i come to you jez as well we should mention psg have announced a new sponsorship deal uh with accor who i must admit i'd never heard of i'm not gonna lie uh apparently they're a, a, a lifestyle company a loyalty they, program it was msc cruises as well was it? I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, they've one. done that. That's a new sponsor because that was confusing because obviously MSC is not MHSC and no, because Montpellier have as yet not actually just you know taken over a ferry company. Yeah. Um, unlike some people. So, yeah. well, rumor has it this new deal with Accor is, is apparently level with the fourth biggest sponsorships of teams in in europe so all the monies for psg because obviously we all know they need a bit more money so uh yeah yeah. Uh, and and i i i can't imagine for any stretch of the imagination that they're going to do similar to man city and offset some of the finance against the sponsorship i mean Mm. surely not allegedly um one other thing happened in this game though jez that was If, if only they had a um the person high up in the club, also high up on the executive committee. Yeah, yeah, that oh. would be really beneficial, wouldn't it? I, I doubt that will ever happen, though. No. I just, I just wink, wink. Never. Um, and speaking of things that never happen, Jez, uh, Luigi Buffon, God love him, uh, but he doesn't get any criticism, and he probably should have last night, shouldn't he? It was a, <laughs> a massive rick for the Montpellier goal. Um, but this, this irked you, didn't it, slightly? I love Buffon. I've always loved him. I think I actually saw his debut on Football Italia when he was 17. I've always thought he's a fantastic keeper. I think he's a fantastic person as well, by all accounts. Um, No? He's he's had his moments, hasn't he? Some political... Oh, really? Yeah. You you carry on with how he fucked up against Montpellier. We still love him. Yeah. Yeah, but... (laughs) And I'm not saying that he's passed it as a goalkeeper. I don't think he is. But Lecky do seem... I mean, obviously, he's not the only one. We know about Thiago, Thiago Silva 7, for example. But Lecky do seem absolutely enthralled to everything he says or does or breathes or farts or anything. Um, 
and a lot of that is to the detriment of Ariola, who has pretty much done nothing wrong the whole time he's been at PSG. And there was that match, was it was it the Lyon match the other day, where he sort of pulled off 10 world-class saves. It was unfortunate to slip, and obviously uh, Lecky um, went huge on the slip and didn't mention any of the saves. Mm. Yesterday, Buffon had a panger. It was a good free kick by Mole, but it was definitely savable. And he, his positioning was so bad that when he saved it, he was inside the goal. Mm. Um, and that, and Lecky did not mention it in any way whatsoever. They gave him a six out of ten, and, <laughs> and gave Hilton and gave Hilton a three out of ten for mm. being unfortunate to have to have a couple of deflections. Yeah. Um, I'm, all, I'm all for giving credit where it's due, but this does, I'm not saying it's vendetta against Ariola, but it does seem, there comes a point where you need to actually report on what's happening and, um, yeah. you know, not just base it on the fact that he's been a, a great keeper for the last 20 odd years. Yeah, yeah, you've always got to have a, a sense of perspective a little bit, haven't you? And, and you know, just sort of look at it from an objective point of view and say, yes, he's been brilliant, but also he has flaws. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I do agree with you, though. I do think it was slightly uh, overlooked. Um, and, and I think if you asked him, he would probably say it was poor goalkeeping. I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's blind to that. Um, but he is 107, so we have to keep that in mind now. Bless him. Anywho. Still, still younger than me, though. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. Uh, <laughs> um, anywho, we should uh, move on then to sort of the main talking point for this episode, really, which is, of course, the Champions League. Um, Jazz, I'll start with you. We saw Leon and Barcelona draw nil-nil last night. Um, somewhat, sorry, Tuesday night. Somewhat surprising, I thought. I, I, if ever there was a game I thought would probably give us goals... Uh, I figured this would probably be the one, um, given that sort of Barcelona are, are pretty good. I think it's fair to say, and Leon are not always consistent in terms of defending. Uh, first question for you, really: Who comes out of this the happier? Because I think the majority of people have Barcelona as heavy favourites for the second leg now. I think uh, it's hard to say. I think yeah, Barcelona are definitely still favourites. Leon seem to have come out with come out of it quite happily but in a way I, I kind of don't think they should um i i felt that they they really matched barcelona for, for most of the match i know that the, the stats are all in barcelona's favor but actually certainly until genesio took off traore and seemingly settled for the draw you know it's debatable whether it's to do with tactics or tiredness a lot of people seem to think it's tiredness because Leon were running around so much I just I thought that that as well was 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 harsh I don't think they were running around so much because until that point I really thought they 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 matched Barcelona even sort of late in the first half the possession stats were not that that far ahead in in Barcelona's favour and you look at it at the end and I do think it's skewed by the last 20 minutes or so people saying oh Barcelona dominated their 25 shots on goal Let's be fair. Most of they only had five on target, and most of them were pot shots that didn't, yeah. you know, that weren't concerning at all. There were a couple, like there was a, a good Dembele one, which which went just wide with with Lopez beaten. There, you know, there were a couple there, but generally, I don't think they hurt Leon that much. And Leon, in a way, gave them in the 
in terms of the lineup, they kind of gave them opportunities by not really having a defensive midfielder in there. And it's just OR and Andobele and Stelby pivots. And I don't think either of them had their, their best game, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sort of let Messi um, have a lot of the ball. But I know this is dangerous talk and maybe blasphemous talk. But I th- and Sid Lowe has kind of been saying this for a couple of years. You know, the proof of Messi's greatness is that he's pretty much won the title single-handedly recently. And I, I did feel that at points they did more or less look like a one-man team against against Lyon. But my only frustration was that I think Lyon should have just believed in themselves a bit more. And you got the by the way they were all talking after the match. You got the feeling that before the match they were all saying let's 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 come away with a nil-nil draw. Now obviously not giving away an away goal is fantastic. But I really thought there was room there for them to attack more and yeah. come away with a win at some point. It feels like they they feel that okay that's that's a win now. There's a second leg, mm. you know that they have to deal with and they're going to have to be a lot better in that than they were here to to go through. Mm. And so that's a slight worry. I mean, they put themselves in a good position because obviously not conceding an away goal is good. But it still it kind of... And it was kind of impressive while being unconvincing at the same time, which feels like a daft thing to say but you know, I mean, that's kind they've of they've how got it a, they've got a score in the new camp which you know on paper you think well that's a tough task but in reality a lot of teams do go to, do go to the new camp and score goals so they I mean they score less than Barcelona this is the um, thing yeah and what we were discussing just before we started recording um, the absence of Fekir obviously was important because he's one of Lyon's best players but I felt like his absence through suspension would, in a sense, free up Genesio to just go, okay, let's just fucking go for it. Mm. And he didn't quite do that. Because um, what we had was kind of Depay playing a central role and Terry. Was, was he playing? I didn't like it. Well, yeah, this is the thing. But Terry, if Terry is on the wing, Terry's not really a winger. It just felt like. Um, Junicio tried to replace people like for like, but not really gone with like being important. Um, so I thought Ndombele and Awa had good matches. Obviously, Jason Deneo was uh, Deneo was a great in defence, and Lopez had put you know a really important shift in dealing with those five shots on target out of the twenty-five that were going everywhere. But maybe this match was more about the 20 that went everywhere than the five that went on target because Suarez was not good no. and that it felt like uh, Barcelona stopped at a particular point yeah. um, and like Leon, like I said they didn't have Fekir Mendy clearly wasn't top form he looked a bit off the pace they had a kind of weird situation down the left wing with him and Terrier while Semedo at right back for Barcelona had a, had a good game there. It, it was an odd one, but this feels to me much more like Barcelona lost this than Lyon drew it, if you see mm. what I mean. A bit yeah. like everybody saying uh, the stats that came out before the match there, the, the 
two unbeaten teams from the group stage. It's the first time the two unbeaten teams from the group stage have met since 2003 or something like that. I'm just looking at the group record. It's like Barcelona were unbeaten. Well, 1-1 drew 5. That's Mm. more like unwinning than unbeaten. And they kind of did the same thing here. So what they do when they go to the new camp will be interesting to see. But I do hope it is more, like Jez says, more confident Mm. than what we saw at Paco Well. It was a good result. It's just you felt like they could have done more and they got lucky because certain things didn't click for Barcelona. But that's the thing. I think I, I don't entirely agree. I think that's a bit harsh. I think they were they should have shown more confidence than they did in the last twenty minutes. But I really felt that before that they they kind of went toe for toe and even were sort of maybe a little bit too confident in giving Messi so much space. Um, and I, like I said, apart from that that Dembele one that went narrowly wide, it was. Barcelona just didn't, I didn't think they looked that great. And you have to, I think it's only fair to give Lyon a bit of credit for that. And oh, they, they yes, they, 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 shot, they shot them down. And But it's a question of can they, when they go away from home, manage to continue to exert that level of control while being more forward-thinking? Because oh, yeah, no, I don't 25 know if they shots can. to 5 is, you know, we can laugh at Barcelona's conversion rate, but Lyon had five. Hmm. That's not good. Two on target. That should should be said that to Stegen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they stopped playing after a certain point, and that's why. But I don't think it's fair to say that Barcelona lost it, because I think Lyon contained them very well. I think it's it's, it's harsh to not give give Lyon a little bit more credit for that. And yeah, they, they came the closest to scoring, actually. And that was without their... You know, with their best player suspended and apparently their second best or in his eyes best player a complete ghost for the whole match mm. yeah I, I thought that you say that uh, that to Stegen save things could have been also very different and I, I think overall it sounds almost negative to say this but what what kind of can Leon accomplished from it I mean it sounds ridiculous even saying it as I say it now but you do almost wonder, and you think, like, if they if they put in a really quality performance at the new camp and they go out by the odd goal, there's no shame in that. If, however, it's nil-nil after sixty minutes, then if they play, who knows? if they play better, which involves certain players showing up to more of a degree than they did on Tuesday, Dubai, they can yeah. win. Mm. And that's not just Dubai; that's also arguably Mendy, who mm. didn't have a great game. Is be- is better than that? Mm. Um, I don't know what was wrong with him on Tuesday. Maybe he was injured. Maybe he, he was. Ill. He was. He got yeah. injured in the warm up, and they for a while they thought he wasn't going to start. So, so they still played him. If well, I, don't, was, I don't think he played badly. I think he just didn't attack anywhere near as much. As yeah, he he was being restrained in him in himself. Yeah, and he's the guy that I for some reason a lot of my Twitter feed is Barca fans. Uh, the players they were worried about before this match were Ndombele and Mendy. Mm. And Mendy, because of what happened, couldn't put in the degree of scare that they were worried about. If in the next leg, he's top form and does do the whole 
you know, blitzing up the left side thing, then it could be very different. If Memphis has one of his good days, it could be very different. If Fekir is back and he's orchestrating things in midfield, it could be very different. So I think it is entirely possible that Lyon could win at the new Camp if Barcelona is still looking, you know, shaky. But it is going to depend on individual players having good days as opposed to the kind of the team structures at base, if that mm. makes sense. So I think overall, the way we look at it is because I, I can never decide, you know, in, in old old school football, as I will call it, um, it always felt to me, you you know, you win your home leg or you don't have a chance to weight leg. It seems... In, in, old, in old school football, a French club can lose at home 4-2 and then win 4-1. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it's, fair. I, it's, it's weird now, isn't it? The, the sort of the momentum now seems to be, you know, getting away goal. That's the key. And I think Liverpool mm. and Munich are in the same position. Um, I, 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 enjoy, I, think, I enjoyed Klopp. He's run out of excuses recently. Yeah. Oh, no, nil nil is just as good as one. Just as, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I quite enjoyed that as well, given the fact that he's got apparently the best attacking trio in Europe and couldn't score a goal. But yeah, that's a, that's a story for a rainy day. But no, I, 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 I would almost like, well, obviously, I'd like to see Leon get a goal in, in Barcelona. I'd love to see them score first um, and not early. I'd like to mm. see them set up shop and then get a goal maybe just before, just after half time, and, and almost see what what they're made of. Um, and if that was a header from J- from <clears throat> Denaya at a corner, that would, oh, that would also be, be nice. better. Yeah. Because um, he, he, he was arguably the, the man of the match for me. He's got better and the, better, hasn't he? The season. first leg. Yeah, he's, he's grown. He really has grown this season. I and, thought he was. And, du- and Dubois, right, he got a lot of credit as well. But yeah, he's come on. Denaya yeah, yeah. I, I really like Dubois as well for a guy who was signed seemingly nowhere. It's uh, he's really has come on, come on leaps and bounds. But we shall see. We shall see what what happens in the uh, in the second leg, which uh, is what a fortnight, isn't it? Next week, so we got PSG back next week, and then Leon the following week. So got we a feeling PSG are after Leon. Are they? No, no, maybe not. I thought. I thought it was. I thought it was. I got I'm, I'm completely lost with the whole. Two, two and two thing because I'll tell you. the Europa League just kind of happens, and so I assume that the same thing is happening in the Champions League. Thirteenth uh, of March, yeah. So yeah, two, Which two. Is, hang on, the thirteenth of March is when uh, the catch-up game of Dijon versus PSG is supposed to be played. So I'm guessing that's not no. when PSG are playing. No, PSG are first, on the sixth. Right. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. yeah. So it's PSG next Wednesday, Leon the following week. So yeah, yeah worth uh, worth looking unless, into. Unless PSG decides to go on holiday again. Again, yeah. Which Should we might. um? Could we just do a little um sideline onto the Europa League because yeah, we don't absolutely. have Rich with us, and to be fair, this is not the reason why we don't have Rich with us. He's just on holiday. <laughs> he's, he's not but hiding. <laughs> seriously, uh, Ren drew three three with Betis. Uh, in what was leg. in what was a brilliant game, uh, <laughs> by the way. Um, had to put Arthur on the score sheet and uh, utter, yeah. utter chaos. Yeah, fair, fair point. It was utter a penalty. chaos. So at half time, Wren were 3 1 up mm. with goals from Adrian Unu, an own goal, hadn't been Arthur scoring in injury time. Lo Celso, yeah, him, who I still uh, love, mad getting, getting one back for, for Betis. 
And then in the second half, uh, Betty's got a second through Sid- Sid- Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Sydney. Yeah. And then a winner in injury time from Diego Lenez. Equaliser, uh, yeah. With an assist from Hesse, I might add as well. Yeah, but did I I saw him playing uh, for Mexico at the Toulon tournament <laughs> yeah. summer. I mean, the guy's tiny and about 12, and he just absolutely ran, just I don't know, took their eye off the ball, their foot off the ball, their foot off the brake. Many, many metaphors for if, growing up. If Betis had lost that match, that would have been such an injustice. Yeah, it would. But after the first 10 minutes, possession was something like 75% in favour of Betis. Yeah. Um, I mean, the defending in general all match was awful, but Ren's second goal, if it wasn't offside, it was the worst case of obstruction of a goalkeeper I've ever seen. <laughs> and the third goal, there's no way on earth that was a foul on Saar. It was no, a I didn't think dive. Was. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been pretty harsh if Betis had come away from that with a defeat. And, and ironically, I do think, I mean, obviously we're going to find out in, in an hour's time or so, but I, I do think Ren have have the possibility. I think they can score in Spain. The, the problem yeah. I think they're going to have is I think they will get outscored. They won't be able to. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's the Seriously. concern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, much like Leon Barcelona, I think they're going in as the underdogs in the second leg and I think they are going to find it. it's quite a it's quite a belting atmosphere in in, uh, in Betty's home stadium and uh, I do think that they are going to be heavy underdogs in that game. But who knows? Um, they have got the players to to nick a goal and uh if they can score first again um who knows but uh yeah i i wouldn't say they're likely to go through and i, I actually think betis are one of the sides along with their neighbors severe to watch in this tournament but um i wouldn't rule out ren at this point i think it'd probably be fair to say but uh, as i say we are going to find out fairly fairly shortly um they are the last hope in the uh europa league so we shall see. I'd quite like them to go through and then Arsenal could draw them. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> you, you, can, you and Rich can have a little summit and we can all come up and visit. Yes, that would be, be great fun. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Rand Stadium, so that would be quite fun. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, we will, just before we wrap up, uh, have a, a, just a brief look ahead to the weekend's games, um, which are the following. Dijon at home to St Etienne on Friday night, as are Strasbourg home to Lille, which might be fun. Um, PSG host Nîmes on Saturday, the early that game. That should be fun. That should be a lot of fun. <laughs> might be um, violent. PSG scratch team, I think it'll be fair to say, with the Champions League ahead. Uh, Omian against Nice and Gangob in yet another must-win game against Angers at home on the Saturday evening. And then we got a load of Sunday games. Montpellier, Ram, Nantes, Bordeaux, Toulouse, Caen, <coughs> Brassieux. That's a six-pointer if ever I heard, saw one. Uh, Rennes, Marseille, which could also be fun, depending on what happens tonight with Rennes. And then Monaco, Lyon, which, um, again, one of those games has implications at both ends of the table. You get the feeling with that scheduling that whoever picked that as a big game was like, yeah, that'll be a big game. And now it's like and Monaco it's a 16th. Oh, yeah, Jesus. off the proverbial um, cliff. But, but, uh, but it has... Given that their, their form is picked up and Lyon have had a tough run of games, mm. uh, might might be interesting. I think it's a classic. Both teams have scored lots of opportunities, some 
horrible defending. Uh, it's a shame <laughs> Leon, uh, Leon aren't at home because, of course, they're more predict- more unpredictable at home. They are away, seemingly. But, yeah, I, I, do think we'll, I do think we'll get some entertainment from that one. But I have said that the last few Sunday games and they've largely disappointed. So I don't want to jinx it too much. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, to be fair, after the Leon-Barcelona game, I had to write an apologetic email to my mother because I'd promised her goals given Leon's unbeaten run almost guarantees there won't be doesn't it, when you say <laughs> in, that sort of in, the, in the group stage because i think in the six group stage games there were what 23 yeah 23 girls mm. and that's quite large yeah and then zippo in those two games yeah. on tuesday night yeah bizarre um but yeah i think that'll probably be the probably be the, the pick of the games i think red marseille might be fun to lose khan is massive for both sides because i think i can't see khan winning away from home but if they could then they I suddenly try to lose in in with them but i think toulouse are going to do what they usually do which is what can't usually do i think scrappy toulouse will stay up by virtue of the fact that there's worse teams than them yeah they really not on a good run no, no, it's the sort of the Southampton effect of the in England, isn't it? Yeah, if those teams worse than you, they're probably going to stay up. Interestingly, though, looking at the table um, from the bottom up, Gangon four points adrift um, from nineteenth and bottom. Khan um, now second bottom, and, and you know four defeats in five says it all. Dijon have slipped into the bottom three into that relegation playoff spot. Amien, um, Monaco are up to sixteenth now, which has gone sort of quietly under the radar. This is where it's key for me, though, because if, if Toulouse don't get a win, uh, or in fact, you could argue Nantes as well, uh, Nantes at home to Bordeaux, um, if either of those two teams don't win and Monaco can get a win over Lyon, suddenly the gap is only two points. There's a five-point gap between 15th and 16th at the moment. Um, and I, if I had to put my head on the block right now, I would, I would say Monaco are probably going to finish 12th, 13th at the end of the season. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't think they, they're going to go down. I, I think they've done enough. No, to, they're fine. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. yeah. I don't like the way they've done it in any no. way whatsoever. No. But they're oh, that's face. Yeah. But no, they, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, no one else can do that. Oh, we've completely fucked up six months, so we're going to... Um, undo it and start again. Shit, shit on our coach who we put our faith in. Bring mm. back the old coach who's been lying around earning seven million doing nothing and bring in a whole new team. Yeah, they literally have uh, a holy team, haven't they? That's, yeah. that's the... Yeah. Very nice luxury to have. Yeah. So if, Meanwhile, if we... I, I will be watching PSG new on the basis that I think that could be complete chaos. Could be a lot of fun, yeah. So... Just out of interest, if, if I had to put a gun to your heads now, and of course... Bear in mind the third place playoff is a um, it, well third place relegation spot is a playoff which we all know Lorient are going to win when they inevitably end up in that position. Um, but who of the three? I'm still waiting for the mess collapse. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. Um, we, if we all assume Gangon are probably dead and buried, I think they probably are. Who of the other spots do we think? I mean, I, I think Khan are doomed. I really mm. do. I, just, I think they probably are, but they they. They appointed Kubis today. Mm. Yeah, well, on Kubis. and but they haven't. He's a guy who who will win a fight in a car park. But they haven't said what they've appointed him as. But they've said we promise it's absolutely not to replace Merkaba. So basically, that means yeah. he will be replacing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, isn't it? And We're if not somebody knows it, but... how to fight their way out of a corner. Mm. Just check his Wikipedia page. But the, the, so. the two, the two I look at. Uh, we've mentioned already, but Nantes and Toulouse are the two I look at and go, yeah, 
Not for you know that that would be the worst possible thing to see them go down. I would. I would no, I, I, Amiens don't have. True. Um, By the way, Reggie Skirtner was great, but things are not not minus twenty one goal difference. Worst yeah. are the bottom side. After, after Toulouse and the cup, can't have got PSG, Rennes, Saint Etienne, Monaco, and away to Nîmes. Oh, that's 15 so points then. They could be in serious trouble by yeah. April. Well, they could be essentially all but down, really, couldn't they? Given the fact you've only got a month and a half left of the season then. and Potentially, yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I look at that bottom six teams and I say, other than Monaco, how many of them have got goal scorers? Yeah, because that's why Amiens have only got 19 goals for. Mm. And that, you look at all the teams above them, and you have to get to Nice in eighth to find somebody else with that few goals. Yeah. And Amiens have conceded 40. So that's yeah. the one I would be concerned about. Amiens and Kong. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Think if Corbis doesn't kick them all upside mm. the head. I think Amiens a lot comes down to um, to Clonate, whether he stays fit. He's key, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely key, and and it's it, it's almost more entertaining to watch the bottom end than it is the top end at the moment, barring the Champions League fight. So, yes, uh, interesting. Okay, we might have a an episode when it's a quiet week. At some point, we might focus on the the uh, the race for the bottom, if you excuse the the uh, the, the wording there. Um, Okay, good. Uh, right, I think we will pretty much wrap up there. Just a very quick word on the some youth cup action today, wasn't there? Or was that yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. sorry. We've had so the UEFA Youth Cup has been happening alongside the Champions League. So PSG were knocked out by to Berlin, mm. I believe. Who are quite um, good at that level, in fairness. But um, yeah. Jess, did you say Monaco also out? Monaco lost 3-1 to Chelsea. And uh, it'd be interesting Ger- to Gerbils, see... Goebbels got injured was... again. Oh. And uh, two of Chelsea's goals came from Charlie Brown, which hopefully cheered him up. Well, apparently Snoopy gave two assists as well, which is yeah. quality at that um, Meanwhile, uh, in Montpellier... At the He's paid Spans- peanuts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the Stad Mama Watara, uh, Montpellier came from a goal down against Benfica to win 2-1 with goals from, checks the local paper, Vidal and Adoyev in the second half. So they are through to the quarterfinals they're through to. I'm lost as to what stage we're at. But we still have French representation in the Youth Cup, which is very nice. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Well, I think that um, pretty did much Leon, covers. Sorry, did Leon play? I I am lost as to who's where at the moment. Um, I didn't see any tweets, but that might mean anything. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything actually. I'm just. We will. Now, just I, I'll check and put it in the article for the thing. Okay. I think they might have been lost that previously. I'm not sure. We will, we will check. We will check. Good. Okay. Um, right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Um, we're no, no, all... sorry. They, they, they won. Something. Oh, they did? Yeah. See that? They won 2 0 at Sigma. I don't know who Sigma are. They're a band, aren't they? <laughs> 
they're a I massive they're operation. A, that's, so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I've just offended a whole country there probably by saying that. But uh, I'm sure I, I will check the results and put them in the thing just to get us all out of trouble. Okay? Splendid. Good stuff. Okay. Um, right, we're going to draw a close to this week's episode then. Uh, we're all off to talk to Woodstock on the end of our doghouse. Uh, but until uh, next week, uh, I'm glad you got that, Jess. Until next week, uh, enjoy your weekend of French football back to the grind, as it were, this weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week where hopefully we will be uh, lauding PSG, uh, which I know makes Jess feel a bit ill, but that's what we have to do. And if it means Man United go out, that's got to be a bonus. So hopefully we'll be back to discuss that. Uh, we won't commit to a day yet because we don't know what day it will be. Because frankly, very you guys are the worst organised people I have ever met. Yep, absolutely. <coughs> what was that, Jez? I've been very complimentary about PSG the last couple of weeks. You have. You have, in fairness, yeah. Through gritted teeth. But uh, yes, as long as they're in the French League, I will be cheering them on. Uh, exactly. if nothing else just to annoy the people so here's to the farmers right uh, until next week then uh, say enjoy your weekend of French football we'll be back to cover it all again and uh, yeah we'll speak to you then thank you for listening and we'll speak to you next week <laughs>